Welcome to the Emotional Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Rochelle. I'm a holistic human design health coach, and this is a space for your human design and spiritual journey. It's not about being a master of your emotions, rather mastering the tools to self-regulate, to awakening yourself and remembering who you are. Human design changed my life about five years ago, and I've been learning and teaching the system ever since. This podcast is human design meets spirituality meets astrology. You don't have to have a belief system to be here, just an open mind and curiosity. This is a journey of meeting yourself and awakening to your infinite potential. Now, let the magic begin. Welcome back to another episode of the Emotional Mastery Podcast. This week, we're talking all about mindset and the power of our mind in enabling us to really reprogram our subconscious, sort of a little bit how it works. My thing has always been relationships. That's where I've found are most of my lessons. That's where I struggle the most. And of course, for all of us, relationships are the biggest mirrors. But some people struggle more with money. Some people struggle more with career. Like relationships come really easy. They are in their worth and they're just able to ask for the things that they want. However, for me, it's always been relationships. And that's where I find most of my emotional chaos, most of my trauma, most of my issues and showing up has been centered around that. And so lately, it's been this really interesting not experiment. I mean, it's all an experiment, right? At the end of the day, but using these tools that I sort of talked about in this episode centered around our mindset and really getting serious about applying them because it is repetition and emotion. It is showing up every single day consistently for yourself that will really rewire that subconscious, those subconscious beliefs. And so doing that practice and simultaneously dating, because when I first got divorced about six years ago, I didn't date for like two and a half years. And I was doing all the work. I was meditating. I was journaling. I was doing all the things that should have worked. And yet the first time I brought, or, or rather the first time I opened myself up to a relationship, everything came flooding in. And for like two years after that, that individual really triggered me in every single way. And it was so painful and so challenging. And I laugh not because it's funny, but because in hindsight, and I've always said this, like that, that person has taught me some of the biggest lessons in my life. And so now that I feel like I've gotten past that, I have really been over the last month or so getting even more serious, I guess, or just even more routine about these mindset habits um, in reprogramming my subconscious in really using these tools. I posted a reel on Instagram about my six steps to moving through a trigger and facing our shadows because I've tried everything. I'm a 6'3 in human design, which just means trial and error like in every way and then that role model. But I've tried everything. I've joined so many programs. I've tried every modality. I've done IFS, breath work, EFT tapping, affirmations, moving a body. I mean, if there is, if it's out there, I've probably tried it. And so I realized I've sort of compiled this system that sort of works for me to move through a trigger because a lot of it is just like reminding yourself that you are worthy reminding yourself of the reality of the situation because i think we can get and we th- we can get lost in the stories of our past and how that looks and 
So I'm going to just outline the six steps and then we'll go into the episode that I recorded last week. But I just wanted to sort of pop in and record this little introduction to tack onto that as well. But the six steps that I sort of created and put out was the very first one is when you're moving into your body. So when you're feeling triggered, moving into your body. So where do I feel this physically in my body, right? What is happening in my body and where am I feeling it? Once I identify that, for me, a lot of times it's in my chest or it's in my throat or sometimes even in my stomach. Once you identify what you're feeling and where in your body you're feeling it, notice what stories you've attached to that emotion. So we go through a range of emotions and we typically attach experiences or situations to an emotion. And so when we're feeling these emotions and they're coming up, our subconscious is automatically going to attach it to that story, that situation from the past. And so we can, this is why we tend to repeat patterns, right? So if I'm feeling excited by somebody, maybe that's being attached to something in the past of Maybe you were excited by somebody and then they cheated on you or you were excited by somebody and then they abused you or you were excited about somebody and it just ended badly or whatever, right? We're always attaching. So when we feel that experience of emotions, our mind or subconscious is automatically going to go back to what has always happened in the past. And so we can identify the story that's having that's going on loop in our mind. We can sort of call bullshit on it and be like, okay. This may be what happened in the past, but this is the present. This is a different moment. I can show up differently. I can be differently. And it just allows us to create awareness around what's happening. Once you have that, once you identify the stories that you've attached to the emotion, and I journal all of this out, and then I'll sort of do the second part of this. But once I find that emotion, so just for an example, I, over the last week, we'll say, um, A lot of times, or not a lot of times, sometimes where I am not so hyper-focused on one person, which I found for myself is really helpful to date many people, not many, but like date more than one person so that I don't become fixated by one person because then all my attention goes there and I want to hear from you and and I can get that I'm a fearful avoidant attachment style, but in relationships, a lot of times uh, I can get more a little bit anxious, but in a specific situation, let's say I was not hyper-focused on one person because, again, that's easier for me. And then I became intimate with the one person. And then I my feelings shifted. And the relationship itself didn't really shift, but my feelings shifted. And so the lack of increased communication, we'll say, then makes me feel like I'm going to be rejected. They don't like me anymore. They didn't like the experience. There's something wrong with me that they don't like, right? And so once you've, again, identified that story, then ask yourself, do I know without a doubt that this story is true? 99% of the time, it is not. There is no way that you can know what's going on in someone else's mind. You No way you can know what's going on in someone else's world unless you have that conversation. So if we're just moving through a trigger, we've identified it in our body, we've identified the story that's attached. Now, do I know 100% in this moment that that's true? Chances are you don't know that it's true. What do I choose to believe instead? This is where we want to reframe and empower ourselves. I am worthy. I am my highest expression of self. I am authentic. I am worthy of being seen. I'm worthy of being accepted. I know that I love myself and therefore this person is should be fortunate to be in my 
energy or whatever, whatever that reframe is for you, whatever is going to uplift you, empower you and make sort of get you back aligned with your higher self. So once you do that, one thing that has been really, really supportive for me. So I have done in the past where I create my own sort of little affirmation and then I just like repeat it in my mind as like a mantra before I fall asleep. Recently, I found an app called Think Up. I am not affiliated with it whatsoever. Like I'm not an affiliate. I'm not getting paid for this, but I will link it in the show notes because I love it. But you get to record your own affirmations in your voice and then it plays music, binary beats or whatever you can choose, whatever music you want to play in the background. And so what I've been doing is I've been listening, I've been trying to listen to it in the morning. I'm not the best with like my morning stuff like that, like I journal every morning. But beyond that, sometimes I find it challenging to meditate or whatever in the morning. But 100% right before when I get in bed at night, I put my headphones on and for 10 minutes, I turn the lights off. And for 10 minutes, I listen to these affirmations in my own voice. So I have about 30 affirmations in there. But if you want to just, you know, listen to ones uh, designed around whatever the specific trigger is, you can have that on repeat. You can just do one affirmations. Of course, your notes app, like copy and paste and, and, and drag and drop or whatever feels supportive for you. But whatever that is, listen to that affirmation during that theta brainwave state, which is the state that's really going to work on uh, rewiring that subconscious. And so that's typically first thing in the morning or right before bed, you're going to drop into that theta brainwave state or after a meditation. So if you do like a five minute meditation first, or maybe you do a DI with tubular magnetic, whatever that looks like, some sort of guided meditation, you can find it on... um, What's that app called? Um, Insight Timer has tons and tons of free meditation. So you can do a meditation first. And then once you've dropped into that theta, then you can throw on your affirmations is really helpful because the more you listen to this, the more you're going to rewire subconscious to believe these things, right? If you're, if you, this is where affirmations is so interesting because the law of attraction affirmations, like they work, it's, it's a, it's a double thing. Like they work and they don't like it's where we are manifesting from our subconscious. We are calling the situations into our life based on our subconscious beliefs. But in order to reprogram the subconscious, that's where affirmations come in, right? Really affirming over and over and over. And you're going to begin to believe that, right? Repetition and emotion. So if you continue to tell yourself, I am worthy, it is so easy for me to show up in my authentic self. People want what I have to offer. People fall in love with me so easily, whatever it is, right? The more you tell yourself that, the more you remind yourself of that, the more you're going to believe it. And so that second piece, the action step here is to make an affirmation. So record it, use the Think Up app, or even on your phone, the record app, right? Just record your own voice and listen to it 10, 15 minutes. Even if you can find a way to loop it, listen to it all night, throw it on for eight hours and just listen to it while you're sleeping. That's going to be really supportive. And then the final step here that you can do at any point, I think the first three are really journaling. Uh, or sorry, the first four ones, the first four are really journaling prompts. So after that, you can move your body, whether that's go for a walk, you can even do a walking meditation, and then you're doing both of them at the same time, but go for a walk, go to the gym, go for a run, play tennis, play basketball, whatever feels good for you, do that, move your body, because emotions are energy in motion. So all of these really help you come back to yourself, align to yourself, remind yourself of your truth, so you can be more empowered to show up in a situation because I know for myself, I so often get really frantic in my mind. And that's the best way to describe it, right? I can get very, I understand now what's happening in my mind. I understand now that this too shall pass. I understand all of those things. And I really work to remind myself of that. I try not to 
express or communicate like in that moment. So I, I give myself time to move through these steps so that I can come to, to clarity. But sometimes my mind gets in the way, right? The ego gets in the way, even on little things. Like I said, a lot of times for me, it's that I want more connection after you know sex or whatever it is, or if something's progressing and I want things to change or, or reframe. When my emotions change and I accept the way I feel about somebody or I, or I sort of open myself up to the possibilities of, and then I know myself that when I feel that way, I do tend to hyper-focus on one person. Even if I'm talking to multiple different people, there's just always, you know, that that is naturally happens. And so sometimes I can get like, again, that like sort of frantic energy. And again, this is where I know I've come so far because the times that I felt that over the last few months have been very short. And I've been able to remind myself of like my power and ask those questions like, do I like this person? Right? Or why am I feeling this way? And do I know this to be true? And then reframing that and listening to these affirmations and reminding myself of my power and just showing up and doing the thing anyway, right? Because it is always that action piece as well. But the ego can get in there sometimes, especially when it comes to like dating. And you want somebody to reach out to you, this is where it's been really helpful too, is to write out everything that I need in a relationship. I need consistent communication. I need to feel wanted. I need like after intimacy to be able to communicate with that person more or not even for validation, but just um, I need to know where I stand with somebody because that makes me feel safe, right? So it's just expressing like, hey, I feel better when, or I feel safe when, or I love when, and, and always like kind of um, that that form of communication, like giving an affirmation to the other person and then expressing your needs and always making it I statements. I had a really long conversation with somebody that I know who was really struggling with vulnerability and just being able to say like, she wanted to tell the person when you do this, I get really upset or whatever. And I was trying to reframe it, be like, hey, I love spending time with you. But one of my needs is this. Do you think that you can match that? Or you think you can meet me in the, not even in the middle, but you think you can meet me wherever, right? So I think these are really helpful. And just again, that like reframe piece and coming back to reality. And not to say that your feelings are invalid because they're absolutely not. They are real and they're based on your past. But we are in the present moment. And the only way we can change, the only way to change is to change, right? And so coming back into the present moment, moving through it. And again, like I was saying, the ego can sometimes come into play where I like to feel very feminine when I'm dating somebody. I like to have them sort of take the lead on certain things. I don't always want to be the one reaching out. I think that makes me feel wanted a little bit when I know you're like texting me or whatever. But if I don't get that, sometimes I'll reach out. But then my ego is like, no, you shouldn't. But then I'm like, but why not? And it's like this internal like monologue, this battle in my mind. And at the end of the day, it's just be vulnerable, say what you got to say, and say it from a neutral space, right? So this little six-step process can help you get back to that neutral space and give you a little bit more clarity on what you want to articulate, what you want to communicate, what the need is that's not getting met. Is it in this situation or is it from the past? And if it's from childhood, we, you know, we all want connection, connection, safety, personal growth, food, right? Like these are all like our basic needs. Uh, and so what basic need isn't being met? What do you want to be met? Connection, safety, love, all those things, right? So sort of like going through that checklist. So this episode is about mindset and how we can really 
use these tools to reframe that mindset. But I just wanted to sort of come here real quick first, not real quick, because now it's been like 15 minutes. And so this is going to be a little bit longer an episode than I had originally planned. But these are the things that I've sort of been witnessing this week as I've been moving through a little bit, a little bit of that chaotic energy and how I've really grounding myself back in and not allowing it to become like a big thing. And even though I feel this way, I don't, I know that it's not the truth. Even though I feel this way, I allow myself to feel it. I accept myself feeling it. I have awareness that I'm feeling and I understand all those things. And then I'm giving myself compassion and just allowing it to pass and then showing up from a more neutral space where I can articulate and I can see things a little bit more clearly because when we're in a low, especially if you're emotionally defined in human design, you're only going to see the low things, right? You're only, only going to see the perceived negative things. So when we come back to that neutral space, we can be like, oh, well, this was happening too, and this was happening too, and they actually really didn't change at all. But again, it was me that changed. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of a whole bunch of things that come into play. But just again, using these steps, six steps to come back to that neutral space. And I'll actually leave a little PDF down below of the six steps. So you can journal it out, you can visualize, it, you can see it. And let me know how it works for you. But without taking up any more time in this little intro, I'm air quoting it, uh, enjoy the episode. Welcome back to this week's episode. If you're watching on YouTube, I literally just got back from the gym and I had so much inspiration, so many downloads while I was on the treadmill, which is usually where it happens, that or the shower. But I wanted to come home and like immediately record this because I was really feeling inspired as to the topic I wanted to talk on this week because typically I'm pretty fluid. I just go with what inspires me. I share what's happening in my life because I know that what I'm experiencing isn't unique to me. It is something the collective is experiencing. I'm highly, highly sensitive. I have in human design feeling cognition, so I'm like tapped into the energy around me, the energy of people around me, the energy of the collective, and I have come to understand that that's my superpower even though sometimes it feels so overwhelming. So understanding that about myself is so helpful. But something that I've been really circling around this past week could be because we made the shift from Scorpio to Sagittarius and Scorpio is super intense. Scorpio is calling for our shadows to come up. Scorpio is calling for the depths to to emerge so that we can see what we need to transform and what we need to alchemize. And so I'm hoping that over the last few months, since July 22nd really is when things sort of started to get really intense with Venus in retrograde. And there was like seven other planets in retrograde as well. So it's been really heavy. It's been really intense. But of course, it's always for something. And it can feel so overwhelming at times. It can feel really defeating at times. And so I hope that this specific episode will maybe help you and empower you to begin the process of reprogramming your mindset and reworking your mindset, rewiring your brain, because I think like everything, there's a duality in everything. And we receive a lot of confusing messaging about our mind, what our ego is, how our mind works. A lot of times we are told not to listen to your mind. And yet our mind is so powerful, like we're constantly co-creating with the universe through our thoughts, right? This is the law of attraction. And a lot of times people are like, ah, I just need to think positive and that's it. There's so much deeper work that needs to be done. And also we do need to think positive in order to create the reality around us, right? Our thoughts create our emotions, create our reality. I beg to differ a little bit. I think sometimes our emotions create our thoughts. And if you listen to the podcast episode back in May with Ken Close, he talked about how we go through every emotional experience we're going to go through by the age of 30. And so after that age, anything, any emotional experience that you have, you're attaching to an experience that happened in the past. And so sometimes when we feel these emotions, we're immediately brought back to 
a person, a situation, an experience that certain thoughts and worthiness or whatever you want to call it is attached to. And it's really important to poke holes in the mindset and to reprogram it, to instill, to reframe into something more empowering, right? I've been doing, and of course, I talked about last week, but just divine synchronicity. I've been doing affirmations layered with binaural beats over the past week or so. And last week's episode with Mike Murphy, if you haven't listened to it, was so good. Go check it out. But we he really talked about that, how that changed his life, right? And it's never a one and done thing. And I think in our culture, we've created this environment where it's we want everything and we want it now. And if it doesn't happen now, it's not going to happen. But when you think about going to the gym, right, getting your body right, working your body out and getting it strong in the way that you want it to look, you don't go for a week and go from a size 10 to a size four. You will notice changes. You will notice maybe you sleep better. You will notice maybe you're feeling more inspired to eat healthier foods. You may notice certain things that make you feel better and inspire you to continue to want to go on, but you're not going to manifest the actual big picture change that size four or size zero, whatever you want to be, size 10, you're not going to manifest that change in one week. Of course, there's nuances there depending on where you start, but that's is with consistency, repetition and consistency and that emotional piece as well that's going to get you there at the end of the day. And it's the same thing. The the difference is I think when it comes to our mindset and when it comes to things that are more intangible like our emotions and our mind and our and the way that we feel it's harder to gauge that, right? This is why I think tracking or journaling is so powerful. I journal I try well, I journal every single day and I really try and journal at night and I write down what the moon is in so I can understand like where I am emotionally depending on what what sign the moon is in, just so I can understand my own emotional landscape. And then I track, you know, obviously when I'm on my cycle so that I know certain times of the month, it may be a little bit more intense for me, but really having an idea of that so you can see the patterns that you go through emotionally, especially as an emotional being in human design. If you have your solar plexus defined, you are emotional authority and you need to be riding that wave. But even human design talks about getting out of your mind and into your body. And the caveat here is that when we talk about getting out of your mind into your body, our mind is meant for other people, right? And you think about it's this external experience that our mind creates. So it's here to guide other people, but it's also here to create your reality, right? So again, our mindset is so powerful. And sometimes we're wondering, or we think like, okay, I have this download, I have this inspiration, how do I know the difference between it being anxiety and re- recurring thoughts and just actual divine guidance and inspiration? And I think the answer to that is always, is it coming from a place of fear or love? And our mind can definitely loop and overthink things. And that's why in human design, we talk about coming into your body to make decisions and whatever your authority is, right? Whether it's emotional, sacral, splenic, whatever it is for you, that's where you're sort of coming back to. But we create our reality through our thoughts. Right. And I want to read something from A Course of Miracles. I, I've been working through this book for the longest time, but just as I'm sort of moving through everything this past week, because I have been, it's been kind of intense over the past week, but I think because I've been doing a lot of this mindset work, it hasn't actually felt as intense as it could have been. And sometimes I worry here, not worry, but sometimes I'm like, am I sharing too much? Of course, I, 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 retain an element of privacy as far as who I'm talking about and things like that. But I do share my own emotional world. I do share what's going on in my life because I know, again, going back to that, we are not meant to do this alone. I had a moment last week where I was so overwhelmed. And then I had to think like, Rochelle, (laughs) you're a single mom. 
trying to navigate all of this by yourself, essentially with little help. My parents do give me support, but it is not meant to be done alone. We are not meant to, like they say, it takes a village. It truly does take a village. And so sometimes I get in those moments where I'm super defeated and super overwhelmed. And then I have to remember, like I do have this like lone wolf sort of energy to me. And then I have to remember, I'm not meant to do this alone. We are not meant to be doing this alone. And so reach out for support. And I did, which again, also that piece of you are the five people that you surround yourself with. And so being very particular about who you're surrounding yourself with. And so I've sort of been reaching out a little bit more to people that I really value and love and just knowing that I can lean on them and support them and that I'm not a burden. I think that has always sort of been a piece to it where I feel like by expressing what I'm going through, I'm just annoying to people, probably because I feel annoying to myself, right? It's always a reflection. But yeah, I think having that support around us can really help with that mindset piece because if we are coming to people that we trust and we value their opinion, not to say that you're going to take their opinion as your truth and your reality, but if you are calling in people that you trust and you honor and you respect and you know that they have your best intention, then typically what advice they tend to give you or they will ask the right questions to give you the advice that you actually need. And again, you all I, I think that you already know right? What, what it is that you're seeking. Sometimes we just need outside validation. But again, I wanted to read something from The Course of Miracles. I've been working my way through this book for the longest time, but this is really relating to sort of everything that I'm like tying this all into and that we've been talking about. But it talks about like fear and our thoughts. And just this little clip here talks about the corrective step in undoing the error um, of false thinking, right? It's to know first that the conflict is an expression of fears, right? So it says, know first that this is fear. Fear arises from lack of love. The only remedy for lack of love is perfect love. Perfect love is the atonement. And then it goes on to say, I'm going to read this paragraph because I think this is really powerful to our mindset. Everyone experiences fear, yet it would take very little right thinking to realize why fear occurs. Few appreciate the real power of the mind, and no one remains fully aware of it all the time. However, if you hope to spare yourself from fear, there are some things you must realize and realize fully. The mind is very powerful and never loses its creative force. It never sleeps. Every instant it is creating. It's hard to recognize that thought and belief combine into a power surge that can literally move the mountains. I'm going to read that again. It is hard to recognize that thought and belief combine into a power surge that can literally move mountains. It appears at first glance that to believe such power about yourself is arrogant, but that is not the real reason you do not believe it. You prefer to believe that your thoughts cannot exert real influence because you are actually afraid of them. This may allay awareness of the guilt, but the cost of perceiving the mind as impotent. If you believe that what you think is ineffectual, you may cease to be afraid of it, but you are hardly likely to respect it. There are no idle thoughts. All thinking produces form at some level." And I literally was reading this this morning and I was like, that is in a paragraph surmises literally the lessons that I've been learning over the past week. And it's like, I know these things, I've been practicing these things. And yet there are those times where my emotions get taken away and I'm launched back into these thought patterns from, you know, years and years and years ago that no longer serve me. And so I think the very first step in moving out of that fear space and reprogramming those thoughts is one poking holes, right? This is where we talk about like calling bullshit on the mind, right? The mind is going to loop back. The mind is going to attach all these low self-worth. Just one second. My phone, of course, is blowing up for absolutely no reason. But 
poking holes and calling bullshit on the mind, right? The mind will loop based on your subconscious beliefs. And so it will also find truth in anything that you think. So if you think I'm not worthy, your subconscious will give you 20 reasons over the course of your life that you're not worthy, right? And so we wanna poke holes in that and know that I am worthy, right? I am worthy. And then finding the subconscious will then bring up reasons to show you why you are worthy, right? Even if you have extreme trauma, I believe you can still find pieces of evidence to prove that you are worthy, or you can even make them in this moment, right? Because everything is now. Everything is in this now moment. We wanna put off to tomorrow. We wanna we want to rehash the past, but now is what matters right in this very moment, right now, right? And so finding a thought or finding a belief, pulling up a belief, pulling up a feeling that feels better for you once you've poked holes in that story, once you've called bullshit on the, the stories of your mind can be really helpful and then reprogramming. Affirmations. I have been doing, again, like I said, I've been doing affirmations, recording them in my own voice, and I am underlying it with, or I'm layering it with binaural beats. You can do this. There's an app that I'm using. It's called Think Up. You can either use Mike Murphy's app that we talked about last week. You can, if you have Audacity, you can create your own. You can just go to, you can go online, find a free binaural beat, put it in there, and then record your affirmations, save it to your phone, and literally listen to it during those theta brainwave states. So, theta brainwave states. So that's going to be first thing in the morning and last thing at night or after meditation. If you do like a five minute just meditation to like decompress and then turn press play, you'll be in that theta brainwave state as well. And these are so powerful in reprogramming your subconscious. And so again, our subconscious beliefs are created through repetition and emotion and emotion trumps repetition. So that means that through that age of zero to seven, we have these subconscious beliefs that we take on because we're walking around in a theta brainwave state for seven years when we're children. And all those stories that were told to us through our family, through coaches, through teachers, through friends, like whatever it is, we take those on to believe, we take those on to be our truth. And it then creates our reality because our thoughts attach to our subconscious beliefs, right? Attach to our emotions and it becomes our reality. And so there's a reason why it's really challenging to rewire these, but it is not impossible. It is very, very possible for you to rewire your subconscious beliefs. I truly believe that even just looking at my life, like I still have a long way to go and I'm very well aware of that. But when I think back to where I was seven years ago, like it's a completely different reality that I'm living now than I was living then. And it also, everything that comes up is for you to see. And it's an opportunity for you to move through. It's an opportunity for you to work through. And I think once you can then begin to reprogram those subconscious beliefs, you can then begin to reprogram your reality, right? I mean, it's it's the matrix. It's all, it's all again, what's up in here in your mind is what's going to create your reality through your emotions. And emotions are spirit speaking through us, right? And again, I think this is where meditation is so helpful. This is where, um, affirmations are so helpful. This is where journaling is so helpful because again, our emotions are spirit speaking through us. And also we've attached all of these stories to specific emotions. And then we made it something that it isn't right. When I'm feeling, I know that feeling It's like this weight in my chest and I attach it. I tend to attach it to relationships. And often it is triggered by relationships, right? That, that, oh my gosh, somebody's changed their mind about me or, oh my gosh, they don't want me anymore. Oh my gosh, they don't like this. Or, oh my gosh, like whatever that like bullshit story is, then instead that that becomes my reality. And I'm manifesting that from the other person because then I become, I don't want to say clingy because I'm rewiring, I'm reframing, but then I become 
more anxiously attached and then I want more and I expect more, but I don't articulate my expectations to another person and then I become disappointed with it. So I'm I'm creating awareness around these patterns and then it allows me to A, state my needs to somebody else, which is really challenging to do, but I'm learning to slowly do it. And B, then it allows me to show up. It allows me to embody the energy of my thoughts, which then people feel that, right? So if I'm showing up as like, oh, I'm amazing. Like you are so lucky that I'm in your life. You, like whatever it is, right? Like I, you're lucky that I'm responding to you right now, or you're lucky that I'm wants to get on the phone or like whatever, then you can, it, it, whatever that reframe is that you need in your own mind, you will feel, people feel that energy from you. And so then you begin to teach people how to treat you. And I'm just using relationships because again, that's like my biggest challenge in life, but it could be career, right? You want to show up in a specific career and you're afraid to send out the resume. Like men do it all the time, right? If you're a woman listening to this, men, I, I don't know what the exact statistics are, but like if there's uh, qualifications, men will like meet three out of 10 and, and apply for the job. No, no problem. Women feel like they need to meet nine out of 10 in order to even like apply and get the interview. But it's all your confidence level. It is all your belief. So again, we're manifesting from those subconscious beliefs. And this is really what that to be magnetic. They're doing the challenge. Now I do it every year. And this is what that is about. It's about getting to the root and reprogramming those subconscious beliefs so that you can manifest from your belief system because that's that's truly what it is. Our thoughts are created from our subconscious beliefs. So what we believe about ourselves is what our thoughts p- repeat. And so if you start to notice your thoughts, really like notice them and be able to catch them. Sometimes I'll be walking around and I notice I'm in a negative thought loop and then I'm like, nope, I'm abundant. Money flows to me effortlessly. I am amazing. People just want to, you know, be in my energy and I can like literally loop that. It begins to rewire and then you can begin again to find pieces of evidence as to the truth in your life of times when those were true. And so again, you are creating your reality from your mind and finding whether you're coming from a place of fear or a place of love and navigating from that space and rewiring from that space can be so, so helpful. This has really kind of been what's been on my mind over the last month, because again, I think we have a lot of mixed messaging about our mind, right? The law of attraction, a law of attraction, but then like, don't believe your thoughts. Your thoughts are all bullshit stories and like all these things. And it's like, ah, what's the truth, right? And again, that's like the mind wanting to latch on. And and of all of the podcast interviews I've done, the question that it always comes down to is how, right? Like, how do we do there? How do we get there? How do we let go of the mind? How do we em- embody and step into this place where we are free and authentic and, and in our power, right? Like, how do we do it? And it really does, I believe, it it's all mindset. We have to believe it at our core and then our thoughts reflect that and then our reality reflects it, right? And so coming back to that space and just even if it's like five minutes a day, try the affirmations. And again, this is the, the thing too, like I talked about in the beginning, consistency and repetition. We have to, it's not just a one and done fix. Show up consistently. Like last week, Mike Murphy was talking about how he began those affirmations, how he wrote a story of like a visualization of what he wanted in his life. And it took him four years to actually manifest the, all those visualizations into his life. Four years, right? Uh, I think he said in six months he manifested his career, which is amazing. 
but it took four years to manifest all the things that he wanted. And so it's not going to be like one week. I have the dream job that I've wanted. I have the dream car that I wanted. I have the dream relationship. Not saying it's not possible, right? Because again, it is based on your subconscious belief. So where are you starting from? And then with repetition and emotion and consistency and constantly showing up and doing those things, like not even gonna lie, last night I was in bed watching trash TV. I I really don't even watch TV, but like sometimes when I do, it's just like awful. (laughs) It's because it's just like, I wanna like zone out and like whatever. And I had that moment where I was like, okay, you should be doing your affirmations right now. You should be meditating right now. And I chose not to. But today I'm going to get back to it, right? Because I know the power of it. I know how I felt this past week. And I know how I have not let those bullshit stories get in the way this week. I can actually witness them and be like, oh, well, that's interesting. What is this saying about me? What am I making this mean about me? Is this a projection of somebody else? Am I feeling someone else's energy? Like it just allows you to sort of separate yourself from that. And that is the power of doing that work, right? That's the power of meditation is creating awareness. So I challenge you this week to journal, try and get into a journaling practice. I know a lot of people resist it. And I think it's so helpful. Even if you just journal your dreams, like do a check-in in the morning when you wake up, I try and my rule is 30 minutes of no phone from the minute I wake up. Obviously I have to touch my phone to turn off my alarm, but then no 30 minutes of no phone. So I'll journal, I will check the transits. I will read a little bit of my book and then get on my phone and do all the other stuff. But journaling and meditation, even if it's three minutes of meditation. Meditation is not about stilling your mind. It's about observing your mind. And that is a huge piece of the rewiring your subconscious, because if we don't have awareness, we don't know what we're working with. Right. And so 90, I think it's like 97% of our thoughts or something like that are like on autopilot. It's crazy how much is just like repetitive. And we're only consciously aware of like that small percent. And so it's creating awareness of a little bit. Maybe we can create awareness of of 10% instead of 3%, whatever it is. Right. So that meditation piece Create some affirmations, even in your phone, just like on the record app, write down a whole bunch of affirmations. I have 30, I think I've gotten to 30 and just record them on your phone app. You don't even have to have the music, right? But just like listen to it in your voice, like try and record them after meditation when you're just like calm and in your peace and energy. And like, as you're recording, like feel it. Feeling is really, really important, but like feel that energy record them and listen to them first thing in the morning and last thing at night. And with the, if you have an iPhone and I'm sure you can do with Android, I don't know, but iPhone for sure, you can do like the shortcuts, right? So you can have your alarm, like once you turn off your alarm, have your affirmations automatically start. Um, and so that way you're still in that theta brainwave state. And one thing that, um, the creative act book talks about too, is just like doing everything out of your routine, right? So if you have a set routine in the morning, try something different. Or if you have a set routine during the day, try something different. Cause it's in the difference. It's in the discomfort that we're going to open ourselves up to new possibilities and new things. So that's sort of been the lesson of this week. And I really wanted to bring that here and talk about like really the power of our mind and that sort of like duality that we experience through, you know, whether you're scrolling on Instagram or like whatever, the mind tells us bullshit stories and also the mind is creating a reality. And I think they can coexist together and it's just awareness of it and having it work for you and leading into that energy. So That is my little podcast episode this week. And if you are interested in the three-month Reset and Embrace with Greg, that is still going on, goes on until the end of January. You'll have access to everything in there. Holistic Human Design Academy is also available. Uh, All the links are in the show notes. You can follow me on Instagram at rochelle.christian. TikTok is the same. Website is rochellechristian.com. And Christian is Christian with an E. And 
If you, if this episode resonates with you, share with a friend, rate, review, subscribe, Spotify. It's literally, you just click the five stars, Apple iTunes. If you feel called to leave a review, it is so helpful over there to leave a review and just DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. I love to know what resonates and I appreciate every single one of you that I do hear from. I love it so much. It literally makes my week. Um, but yeah, I love you all and I hope you have a beautiful week. It is enjoy Sagittarius season because Sagittarius is calling for a little bit, uh, more adventurous energy, a little bit more optimistic energy. And I'm already feeling the difference, but enjoy it. And I will talk to you soon.